Music, news, entertainment, it's all right here. This is The Kelly Alexander Show. Hope you're having a great day, it's Kelly. And this week we chat with Juno Award-winning Canadian artist Sean Desmond, who has brought us great songs like Shook, Let's Go, Shiver, and Night Like This. Sean is actually back now with a new project called Radio Club, and we are very excited to learn all about it. We also chat with electronic hip-hop production duo Kin Crew about their collaboration of songs, which is called Friends. Our music editor Sharon Hyland is here to talk to us about music that comforts us through challenging times, and new music on the way from Jesse Ware, Jason Mraz, and Haley Williams. Up first, our chat with Sean Desmond. Sean, thanks so much for hanging out with us on The Kelly Alexander Show. Oh my God, thanks for having me. What's going on? I am so excited to have you on the show. So you've never been on my podcast before, but I have interviewed you a bunch of times for Virgin Montreal. And so yes. I, I fangirl over you, which is good. So <laughs> <laughs> even even that, even now that I'm so old? No. Oh, I think I'm older than you, so we're not going to talk about age right now. Uh, so, all right, done, done. So it's all good. But yeah, you and I have known each other, I want to say at least from 2008, I feel like somewhere around there. So yeah, I believe so. So you have evolved. Like I was actually looking at um, videos today of yours from like back in the day, and then watching the progression. And so, luckily for you, you keep getting more handsome, which is great. Oh, thank you. I mean, like a fine wine, you know. <laughs> no, I'm just. Kidding. <laughs> I mean, I literally, I you know, everybody asks me. It's like it's funny. They're like, "Wow, how's your face? Like your skin so nice and clear." I'm like. I literally wash my face with water in the morning. That is all I do. But I mean, I take care of myself. I eat right. I go to the gym every morning. You know, I don't smoke. I don't really drink. So it's like, I guess I'm not going to age as quick as maybe some other people. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm grateful. Thank you. Well, you definitely look buff because I've seen the pictures. I'm like, boy's been working out. <laughs> I, yeah, every... This like quarantine has been kind of killing me. We're doing these work, these ghetto workouts at home and not being able to go to the gym. <laughs> you know, we'll get through it soon enough and I'll be back at the gym. Oh my God, that's hilarious. And But you're probably chasing around your three kids, right? So that's probably keeping you in shape. Oh my God, between homework and making TikTok videos, <laughs> I don't know what's more tiring. <laughs> have you been, uh, because I know at least two of your, your, your kids are kind of old enough for school. So have you been doing the homeschooling? Like, how's that going? Yeah, we have it. I mean, it is what it is. It's cool. I mean, it's it's bringing me back to like trying to remember stuff that I've probably like not probably that I have forgotten, and I got to like remind myself how to do things. Luckily, my daughter's in just in kindergarten, so that's easy. You know, I I, I know all my letters and my numbers, so that's good. Um, <laughs> but my son, my son who was in grade six, it's like bringing back like long division. I haven't done long division in over twenty years. I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, but no, it's fine. It's great, and. Um, you know, there's a silver lining and all. I get to spend so much time with them at home and all the small things, all the dinners together now and all the all the lunches and whatnot. So, no, it's, it's been good. It's been good. Awesome. Now, for people who don't know, because uh, this show is actually broadcast uh, in some places overseas, so some people may not know who you are. So can you give people a little bit of a reminder about how your music career started here in Canada? Yeah. So um, it was around 2002 um, when I put out my first single, Get Ready. Um you know, we didn't know what was going to happen. I was young. I was 20 years old. And um, the song blew up. It became a huge success. Um, and then after that, we put out Shook, which was even bigger. It was Shook is still people to this day. I think it is one of people's, one of everybody's favorite songs. It's crazy to me. Um, you know, when it went on to, to sell a platinum uh, debut uh, album, did my sophomore album, which, was, which had Let's Go on it, Red Hair and whatnot. 
took a little bit of a break. I did. I toured from about 2005 to 2010 in Europe, Germany, Switzerland, Austria. Um, came back, did the record with uh, Night Like This, Electric, Shiver, which, again, totally, like, I'm just so lucky, man. I hate, like, talking like this and saying, like, oh, it blew up. But, like, literally, it did. And I'm just so blessed to be able to do what I love to do so, so much. And, uh, you know, then after that was Nobody Does It Like You, uh, Dum Da Dum, um, and yeah, man, just continued success, man. I, I just been so lucky to, for so many years, just to be able to, I love to do. And now with this new project to be back, I'm excited. I'm motivated. I'm inspired. Um, and I just can't wait for people to start hearing stuff. And I'm going to ask you all about the new project in just a sec. I did want to ask you though, when things were crazy town, cause I remember when I was interviewing you, like, yeah, around those times, like Sean Desmond was everywhere across the country. Were you able to enjoy the yeah. ride at all? Or was it too much of like uh, a blur? Um, no, I got to enjoy it. I mean, it goes so like, I feel like time passed so fast and like, I'm talking about like uh night like this and electric and stuff. And, that was already 10 years ago. I can't believe it. And it feels like yesterday, man, like where did 10 years go? Uh, but no, I definitely enjoyed it. And I enjoyed it with the people that I love. Uh, my band members, my dancers, security, we we're all family from the beginning. And it was always just so great and so much fun and didn't really feel like work, which, which made it that much easier. I have to bring this up. I know that not long ago, Drake gave you a shout out as one of the original artists. Oh, you saw that too. I eh? did. And I was like, I have to talk to Sean about this. Like how, so did you even know that that was coming? Did you have any clue he was going to do that? No idea. So like, it's about 4am and my phone is going nuts. And I'm like, what is happening right now? Like, I, I didn't bother checking it. I just put it on silent and just left it on my nightstand. Um, in the morning I wake up and I check it and like, hundreds and hundreds of Instagram uh, messages, uh, texts from friends down. Did you see this? Did you see this? And finally I go check it out. And I'm like, wow, um, that was crazy. I feel like he was having a nostalgic moment, like driving in his car and like maybe get ready or something came on. And he just like had a moment, you know, and, and, and posted something, which was really cool, man. Um, and, you know, I got asked the other day as well as like, do you feel like now looking back, do I feel like I've contributed to this whole Toronto kind of movement. And I never thought of it like that. Um, and now when people ask me, I kind of look back and I'm like, maybe I did have a small part, you know, even if it was a, a small part, you know, to play in this whole Toronto movement that's happening right now. And, and again, just like so lucky, I just come from a different era, you know, like we were still, people were buying music, buying CDs, buying cassettes, buying vinyls. Um, it's crazy now how everything has changed, you know? I have to ask you too, because like obviously at the time, yes, like Sean Desmond, Toronto artist, but I know for us here in Montreal, like you felt like one of our own. So did you kind of have that vibe right across the country? And how do you feel about your Montreal fans? No, like Quebec was something else, man. Like something about Quebec fans, which remind me a lot of European fans where they love music. Like they're just there for the music and they don't really care what the person look like, looks like, all that, all that stuff. And like, I always had some of my best times, best shows in Montreal. Like I'll never forget um, the Selena Gomez concert there, uh, the Backstreet Boy concert there, just like insane, man. And, you know, I did so many French versions of songs too, like Dum Da Dum and Shiver. Um, 
It was great, man. I, I, I haven't been to Quebec or Montreal in so long, and I need to take a trip because I really miss it. You need to come here as soon as you possibly can because uh, we're still fun. I do. And we still love Sean Desmond. I, I be- oh, no, I know. I believe it. Uh, so, <laughs> not as funny. <laughs> so now you have to talk to us about uh, the new project, Radio Club. So how did all of this come about? Because this is super exciting. It is super exciting. So my best friend, Tebe, who is also a crazy talented songwriter, producer, he's actually a country artist here in Canada as well. Um, I started working with him. We actually wrote uh, Let's Go together, and we did um, Nobody Does It Like You together in this room that I'm literally talking to you in. Um, so, you know, about a year ago, he approached me about, he's like, listen, dude, um, I did this label deal with, with Sony in the Orchard, and I want to put out this project where we control it. We put out the music we love. I want to do this with you. It's called Radio Club, and what do you think? And I, I'm like, dude, let's do it, man. Like, why not? Um, so that's how the project came to be. And, you know, it's literally, there's, it's a project with like no boundaries. We're not in a box. Like some of the stuff is going to be dance. Some of it's going to be pop. Some of it's going to be, uh, urban leaning, maybe trap. Um, and I'm just so happy to be back and doing it. Like, I gotta be honest, Kelly, like from about 2015 to just recently, you know, before we started talking about this project, me and Tebe, I had kind of lost the drive in the passion. I think the business had sucked it out of me and it just, I just wasn't enjoying it. So I literally stepped away, um, enjoyed my kids, enjoyed, you know, just being a dad and all that stuff. And not until recently, you know, Tebe was like, all right, we're going to, we're going to go to Sweden. We're going to do some writing. We're going to have a good time. Um, it's going to be great. And I was like, all right, let's do it. And, you know, I remember being there in the studio, uh, working with a producer and, and, and a writer. And we wrote this song called one good life and we're listening to it back. And I got, that feeling over me again, like the goosebumps and the hair standing up in the back of your neck. And I broke down. I literally started crying, listening to this song. And everybody was like, what's wrong? And I said, nothing is wrong. Everything is right right now. Um, and I'm just happy to feel that. And I'm happy to put out this project and I'm excited for people to hear it. I mean, the first single people are going to say like, it's crazy because we're the first single is a cover of Rick Astley, never going to give you up. Um, which is a song I know you probably love. I love it. A lot of people, now, I mean, younger, the younger generation doesn't even know, doesn't know the song. So I thought it was a great, it's a great time to reintroduce this into the world. And I was sitting here messing around with it at the studio and I sent it to Tebe and he's like, dude, I think this is it. I think this is the single, um, like you should re, you know, re-sing it, do everything. Let's produce it. Let's get it done. Um, and it's awesome, man. And I, I just can't wait for people to hear it. So tell us why you decided on that song. Cause yeah, like for any of us who were kids of the nineties, like we, even though it came out, I know in the eighties, but like that's a jam that you know and that was like on like I think even mini pop albums like everybody loves that song so oh yeah so it's good so why I've settle on that I've always loved it I've always loved that song and literally I was sitting like I, I don't know if I was at the gym or I was just at home listening to I have a playlist that's all 80s 80s is my favorite era of music and it came on and I was like damn this is such a good song I'm like let me see if there's an acapella just floating around the internet and of course you go on YouTube and there's an acapella floating around so I drop it into to my uh, my work software, my music software. Start messing around with it and playing chords and whatnot, and I'm like, damn, this is good. And I, you know, I sent it off to Tebe and somebody in Sweden, another guy I work with, and I'm like, am I crazy or is this really good? Um, and they're like, no, it's really good, dude. I think we should do it. Um, so yeah, we did it, and it's <laughs> it's it's me re- it's me singing it, doing my best Rick Astley impression, and it sounds pretty darn close. Um, 
and yeah, again, I'm, it's it's such a fresh and cool take on a on an old classic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I love it. I can't wait for people to hear it. Has Rick Astley heard it yet? Do you know? I've like we're all. I've gotten fans to hit him up. I've sent him. You know, a number. I'm going to keep sending a message on Instagram until he answers me, by the way. Um, <laughs> For you. Because <laughs> I, I wanted to hear it. I got the label on it. We're all on it trying to get him to hear it, man, because it would be so cool. You know what I mean? So, yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm sure he'll hear it at some point. Joining us on the show is Juno Award-winning artist Sean Desmond, and you can, uh, of course, check out his website, seandesmond.com, but then follow his new group, Radio Club, on Instagram, at We Are Radio Club. What else can we expect from Radio Club? Like, I know you said you're not in a box, so uh, does that mean, like, an EP might be on the way? Will you eventually have a full album? Yeah, definitely. We're definitely going to work on an EP. I mean, right now we're focusing on this record. And I I guess the other thing, too, is, you know, we're going to be constantly putting out music, because I think we're now, you know, in 2020... Um, it's the way to engage fans and get them into the project is just keep putting out music because it's so accessible now with all the streaming platforms and whatnot, right? So, you know, we have two songs that are kind of ready to go when we want to push the button um, after Never Gonna Give You Up. And they're really cool. Like the second one is a song called River. I don't know if it's going to be the second single for sure, but it's kind of has like a little bit of a country vibe, but still on some dance stuff. It's really, really cool. Um, I know I spoke to you briefly about One Good Life, which is just... I think it's a monster record. I really, really love it. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. But definitely in the plans of doing some sort of EP album type thing, for sure. And are you ready for things to go bananas again? Because once people know that Sean Desmond, especially in the Canadian music scene, know that you're you know back out and about, even though it's not you as a solo act at this point, but like it's still Sean Desmond. So are you ready for Crazy Town? It's funny you say that because like it's almost why I hesitate like putting... I mean... I have a Sean Desmond song that I've been working on for two years called Chemicals that I'm just holding on to to see like when the timing is right. And like, like you said, what kind of stops me is because I know what happens when I put that out and if it does well. I know what comes with that and I love that. I'm just in a different place. You know what I mean? And I'm always going to be the same guy, but like I'm a family guy. I got three kids. I have a beautiful wife. Do I want to be away two, three months at a time, you know, from them all the time? Not really, to be honest, but like, you know, I'll, I'll sacrifice it 100%, but the timing is just got, it's just got to feel, feel right. Just got to be right. But yeah, with Radio Club, I'm ready. Let's do it. Now, as being someone who, you know, really helped push forward the Canadian music scene, uh, especially like from a, a pop a sensibility, I would say pop dance, um, what are your thoughts on where we are now with some of the music we're producing? Because like we have such good Canadian music, like, uh, you know, Rhea May, Tyler Shaw, Jocelyn, Alice, oh, yeah. uh, Alessia Cara, like, and then not to mention Sean Mendes, who's completely taken over the planet. But like, as someone who yeah. helped kind of lead the way in, in the pop scene, how are you feeling about it? Uh, it is amazing. Like it is so there, so many opportunities now. Like when I, again, when I was coming up, nobody was coming here to look for talent. You know what I mean? And now, you know, because of artists like I think like Drake, like The Weeknd, like Sean, like Justin, um, people are taking Canadians serious, man. There's there is some serious talent here, man. Um, and I think it's great, man. Just so happy, so proud. Um, and again, just to be a part of the small, the small success of you know Canadian music is is just great. And I know, you know, we were big supporters of your brother, Danny, on Virgin, of course, playing his music. Yes. Like, uh, were did you sort of like, because I don't know if that was sort of around the time when you were taking a step back. Like, did you produce some of his music? And, and, and what was it like watching him go through it? I actually didn't. And um, I, we did a song, we did a record, a song together, I think, on his maybe his last album that he did. Um, other than that, to be honest, I kind of wanted to do the big brother thing and 
I wanted him to work for it. Um, because a lot of people, I already knew the speculation was, you know, Danny is just riding off Sean's coattails. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't want him to go through that. So I kind of forked his hand in making him work for it and making him get it. And which he did, which I'm super proud of him. Cause it could have, it was, it would have been easy for me just to step in, do a whole bunch of, stu- bunch of stuff and, Oh, it's Sean's brother. And of course, it, you know what I mean? And I didn't want that for him. Um, he deserved the success on his own. And, um, I kind of, I, like I said, I kind of forced that hand and like, no, you're going to work for it. You want it. You want to do it. You know, you're going to work for it. And, um, it was awesome. And he, you know, he did extremely well as well. Um, and yeah, man, super proud of him. And with the, the Canadian talent that we have going on, do you think radio club will ever maybe collaborate with, with one of the other pop artists that's doing sort of good things right now? A million percent. So the idea, the, you know, the objective of radio club as well, like, Maybe I'll sing some records, Tebe will, but the objective and what we want to do is have other artists feature on songs because I don't always want to sing them. Tebe doesn't always want to sing them. Um, so, yeah, that's what we're kind of in the midst of right now is talking to artists and seeing what songs work for who and whatnot. But that's def- definitely the, the game plan. And before I let you go, I wanted to ask you this. Um because you've been around for a while and we've seen so many different, uh, you know, waves of, of pop dance music sort of flow through the universe over the last little while, who out there excites you in, like, top 40 land, like, whether it's American or Canadian? Who? Who excites me? Um, Taylor Swift always kind of excites I'm always excited to see what she puts out. Um, the Weeknd excites me. Um, who else? My gosh, there's so many. Maroon 5 excites me. Um, man, the thing is like, I listen to so much, like I listen to so many different things that it's hard to just like pinpoint like Dermot Kennedy. I love Dermot. I don't know if you know who Dermot Kennedy is. I've heard the um, name, but also, uh, Oh my God. So great. Um, yeah, just like a whole plethora of stuff. But then I'm into EDM too, Oliver Heldens and, um, Don Diablo, obviously Diplo and those types of guys. Like I'm always excited. Like when these, when these people put out records, cause you know, they're always so great. So. That's awesome. Well, you know I love you, and you're welcome back on the show anytime, so thank you for doing this. Oh, love you, girl. Thank you so much. That is uh, June Award-winning artist Sean Desmond. Again, check out his website, seandesmond.com, but of course, follow his new group, Radio Club, on Instagram, at We Are Radio Club. Time now for some new music. English artist Jessie Ware has just released another single from her upcoming new album, which is going to be called What's Your Pleasure? The song you're listening to is called Save a Kiss, and as you can tell, has an 80s vibe to it wrapped up in 2020 production. It almost sounds something like Depeche Mode might have released back in the day. Jessie's new album, as I mentioned, What's Your Pleasure, is going to drop on the 19th of June. She's a green garden goddess. She is the universe. She's out there with the planets, but she keeps it down to earth because she's a wise, wise woman. Grammy award-winning singer-songwriter Jason Mraz back with a new single called Wise Woman off his upcoming new album. And as you can tell, the song has a happy-go-lucky vibe to it. And about the song itself, Jason says it's about Mother Earth and the love and nourishment that comes from women, which is pretty cool. Jason's new album is called Look For Good. It will drop also on the 19th of June.
And finally, Haley Williams, who is normally the lead singer and main songwriter for the band Paramore, has just released Petals for Armor, her first album under her own name. The album is an exploration of past personal struggles and also hope for the future. Now, the album blends everything from pop to R&B and even some rock fluences, of course, in there. The song you're listening to is called Over Yet. Pedals for Armor has 15 songs and Haley has actually divided them into three EPs. Part one is focused on her struggles. Part two is about her rebuilding her life. And part three is more about romance and hope for the future. New music on The Kelly Alexander Show. Joining us on the show is electronic hip-hop production duo from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Kin Crew. Kin Crew has over 2 million streams online and is dropping a collaboration of songs called Friends. G and Brandon, welcome to The Kelly Alexander Show. Thank you for having us. We're excited to be here. So, first of all, I want to know how you two came together to form this production duo. It's actually a fun story. Um, we've been best friends since grade four, so well over, I think, 15 years by now, I guess, or around 15. Yeah. And uh, we, we met actually playing lacrosse, which is one of our national sports that a lot of people aren't actually familiar with. Um, and then we ended up going to the same school together. We were best friends for a while and then not so good friends for a while and then came back and music kind of brought us together. We both had a shared interest in music. Uh, we both just kind of stuck with it for a while. And then as I was graduating uh, high school, I decided that music is something that I wanted to do. So I went to school for audio engineering and me and Brandon have been doing music uh, as a business ever since. Yeah. That's awesome. And explain how you came up with the name for the group. Um, so we, yeah. we were, uh, we had an older name first. Our, our first name ever was called Young Wonders with a Z. And it was definitely not a wise choice. No, a little amateur. Yeah. So we, um, when we decided to rebrand, uh, our, our slogan at the time was family over everything. Um, so kin crew came in because kin is old Latin, uh, for family. Uh, and then crew was kind of basically like everyone that supports us as a part of our team, basically. Uh, so it was like, you know, kin crew and everyone that supports us is all one big family. There's no fans. We're all together in this. Yeah. That's really cool. Now, talk to us about uh, this situation, because I think for an outsider, when you think about Halifax, Nova Scotia, uh, especially other Canadians that maybe haven't been there, they might think that that's not a place that would breed sort of electronic hip-hop music. So what is the scene like, and are you getting a lot of hometown support for the music you're producing? Yeah, um, I I definitely agree with them. Uh, Nova Scotia in general is more known for... uh, folk and country music, I guess, per se. We're not really uh, into the electronic hip-hop scene. However, over the last couple of years, that's been progressively changing at a rapid rate. Uh, And there's an amazing amount of talented musicians and producers and artists from Nova Scotia that are seeing uh, good results and are starting to to really blow up and catch people's attention. Yeah, it's definitely taken a big shift over the past few years. It's changing a lot, and there's a lot more of it going on as of lately even for us to notice like from when we started until right now like when we first started there wasn't really much support around our music Mm, at all um and now there's like we get a good amount of hometown support especially compared to what it used to be so you know we're super thankful that 
the tides kind of shifted in that sense and that everyone's kind of catching up to speed with, you know, what's, what's popular globally as well. Yes. And have you guys had a chance to, cause I know, um, I've interviewed classified a bunch of times, both for the radio station I work yeah. for and for the podcast. Perfect. And like, he's such a good dude. And I know that he really loves sort of spending most of his time back home in Enfield, as opposed to being in Toronto and other places. So, uh, yeah. like, have you been able to hang out with him? And like, is that like, like you talk about the community sort of coming up and I know that like he also works with pop artists that are doing very well like Rhea May and David Miles so is that all kind of like one family love over there yeah 100%. yeah exactly. um, you know we're friends with classified as well and, and a lot of other artists any any big artist actually besides Rhea May she's the only one that like, I know but I've never like fully met oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but all the other ones you know we're all the music scene in general is is fairly small, especially as you start moving up. Um, so you kind of get a feel for everyone. You run into everyone once in a while somewhere. Um, and, and everyone's fairly nice, you know, being from Nova Scotia. So we're all super supportive of each other. Yeah, that's, yeah. Who did you both uh, look up to musically growing up? And do these particular artists still sort of influence you where it's maybe seeping a bit into the sound that you guys are creating? Uh, I know I can safely say locally anyways, uh, Neon Dreams was always a huge inspiration for us. Mm. Uh, we shared a studio with those guys for quite a few years and uh, just watching them grow into, you know, what they are and where they went to was a, a huge inspiration to know, like, you know, if they can do it, we can too. Um, and I think musically, that's kind of when we started to get more into the electronic world and, and pop world and stuff like that is, is an influence from their music, but also stemming from outside inspiration as well. But I would say Neon for me was a, was a big one. Brandon? For me, um, for, the, for going into the electronic side, it was a, a producer duo called Dubs. Um, Toronto. Yeah, they influenced me pretty heavy into like going into this avenue of style of music. Um, they don't really influence me much anymore. Like my I, I kind of changed who I look up to now. I don't think they do much music. Do they? Yeah, I'm not yeah, maybe yeah. that's why. They do, but not often yeah. compared to what they used to. They're definitely the two like kickstarters before me. They used to yeah. make these video recaps and just like show like, everything the about the life. And it was just, yeah. it was wild. And I just like fell in love with it. And that's what kind of like put me into this direction. But They're actually um, the inspiration as to why me and you both started growing our hair. And oh, that is so. true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is, yeah, I'm sorry. That's hilarious. That's awesome. Um, can you talk to us about your collaboration with Greenlight Go, uh, the song Your Call? I know it's getting some support across the country. I know it's only going to increase that situation because it's such a great song. So how did that come about? Thank you. Yeah, so uh, we're actually friends. We've been friends for a little while now. Um, and they just they reached out one day and they said, you know, we have a bunch of demos that we'd love to send to you uh, and see if you guys would be interested in producing any of them. Uh, and your call was one of them. And as soon as I heard it, I was like, you know what? I want this to be our song together. Yeah. Uh, and it was just a piano ballad at the time, but it was so well written that as soon as I heard it, um, I was just like, we have to do something with this song. Uh, and we honestly spent a long time. It was like six months making that song. Yeah, and there was three different like avenues that we went with the song when we were producing that we just completely scrapped actually and uh, rebuilt it. And then uh, when we finally got the final project, it was like, this feels right. But none of us were like, this is a hit song. We were all just like, you know, this is really good, but you know, we'll see how people feel about it. You know? sure, yeah. <laughs> and then we put it out and it ended up being our biggest song to date. Yeah. Have you guys been in the car yet when it's come on the radio? Oh my goodness. Okay, so the first time, the first time was the other day for me. And I've been trying since it came out and the first time was the other day at lunchtime and it was amazing. 
So it's played well over 200 times and not once has it been while I was in the car. Uh, and it's been so frustrating because I've been wanting to hear it since I was in grade four when we started music and I still have not heard it. And like I could, you know, I could, I could reach out and ask them they're going to play it and make sure I'm in the car at the same time. But I want it to be organic. You know what I mean? I want it to just naturally come on while I'm driving. Yeah, and, and it's, it's gonna happen. It's gonna, and you know, it's it's. I love how enthusiastic you both are about this situation because I think I know that everything's online and people stream and like all that stuff. But I think there's still something, even if you're like young, that hearing your own song on the radio means something when you're in the car. Absolutely. Oh yeah, it's a yeah. Well, you hear all the best songs, you know what I mean, or and what people classify as the best songs. Um, so to be, you know, put in that class of consideration, you know, means a lot. Um, and again, it's going to mean even more when I finally hear it. But, yeah, it means a lot. Of you have to message me, G, when it happens. I want. I want maybe I'll hear the scream oh, from Montreal. It's going to be a huge parade when it happens. Don't worry. It's going to be all over Insta, Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, hanging out with us on the show is G and Brandon from Kin Crew. You can grab all their social media handles off their website, kincrewmusic.com. Talk to us about the upcoming collection of songs. So we have an EP that comes out May 8th, and it's called Friends. And it's a... Uh, uh, basically kind of like a collective EP of like, you know, all of the tracks that we made with our friends. And that's yeah. where the name comes from. Um, so there's three songs that have already been released, including your call. And then there's four unreleased songs, one of them being the acoustic version to your call. Um, and, you know, I'm really happy because we haven't done a project in, in almost three years. And this is a project that I can feel confident in that every song on there is like, you know, means something to us in one way or another and is, in our opinion, really good songs. So I think everyone will connect with at least a couple of them for sure. And when it comes out, uh, obviously touring at the moment is is not an option. So how will you be promoting it? Yeah, so that's been a, a fun avenue. Yeah. Because um, we were supposed to be just getting back from tour when the EP comes out. However, uh, now what we're doing is uh, currently working on completely rebranding our social media uh, around kind of you know, the last year and the EP. Uh, we'll also be releasing a short documentary about who we are and, you know, the friends that we've worked with, et cetera. Um, and then, you know, just you know, reaching out to our friends that were involved and all our supporters and getting all of them to share it with their friends and, and social media ads and stuff like that. So more of an online game this time rather than an in-person push. Yeah. At the moment, I'm just wondering, do you guys actually have a manager or are you managing yourselves? Uh, self-managed. Okay, that's cool. Because I know that a lot of artists, you know, and I've been fortunate to interview so many uh, Canadian artists that from sort of like the inception, like I actually interviewed Rhea May before she signed to Sony. And so I know that there is like, for many artists, it's like a dream to sign to a major. But now I find over the last like, I want to say even three, four years, maybe even a bit longer than that, the dream is now not really to sign with a major at all you know, all the time. So where do you guys land? Right. Do you, do you want to stay kind of indie at the moment? It's a, uh, it's a full blown conversation because yeah. indie is pretty much where we want to go unless there's a, a good reason. Like I don't, we're not really fans of giving up our masters. Even when we do uh, collaborations, like we make sure that we own at least 50% of every record. Um, so that when it does come around longevity purposes and we are a little bit bigger, uh, there will always be royalties that continue to come in. Um, but when it comes to actually signing, there has to be like a solid purpose. The closest thing that I feel like we would sign would be a distribution deal, uh, mainly just because, 
management, we're doing fine. You know, we have a lot of uh, teams underneath us right now working with us to build us. So unless there's like a solid reason that we would want to give up a lot of stuff. I don't see us signing to a to a major. Yeah. But I definitely do see a distribution deal of some sort in the in the future for sure. It's not off the table, but it has to make sense and there has to be a purpose for it. And it has to benefit us um just as equal as it benefits them. You know, like a full circle type thing. So if that happens then then yes, but I don't think we're out searching for it. And it's not like a main goal that right. we're looking towards but if something did present itself then we would listen and not turn it down instantly but you never know are you both business-minded as well as being creative because i know for me the business part for me is a pain in the butt but like i do it so i'm just wondering like do you guys enjoy having your hands in the managerial part of things or is it like hard to balance both well, that's actually where we got super lucky. Yeah. Uh, me and Brandon are polar opposites in literally every way possible. Um, and he is the creative director and I'm the manager uh, because he has a very creative mindset and I have a very business mindset. So, um, you know, he sees things artistically and I see things numberly. Um, so it, it makes sense for us to, you know, play our roles and play to our strengths. Uh, so Brandon does indulge in a decent amount of business when he has to, and he's aware of everything going on. But for the most part, I handle it. And Brandon handles most things creatively, unless, you know, I have to dive in at certain points as well. Mm-hmm. We can both do both roles, but we both know our place and our strengths. Yeah, it's a team. So you got to know like what player you are and what role you have and do that role to 100% because there's many aspects to the game. And everyone just has to be playing their part. And there's no point in me trying to do a bunch of business stuff when I don't enjoy it and it takes away from the creativity side. So you just have to stick to like what you what you love the most and what you can do the best at. Is there a plan at some point to leave Nova Scotia and, you know, move to Toronto or move to Vancouver or go to the States? Because, uh, like, again, if I bring back Classified, I know that he's really made it his mission to be where he is and he's managing to make it work. But um, I know a lot of people have done the trek to L.A. Like, I actually just recently interviewed Jocelyn Alice and she talked about her time down there, but she was very happy to move back to Calgary. So where do you guys stand on that? So real fast, just going to throw that plug out. We're currently working with Jocelyn right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were just talking to her prior to this this interview as well. Um, But to answer your question, I definitely see us moving, uh, not because we don't want to stay in Nova Scotia, uh, but just because everyone on our team does love traveling and does want to get kind of out of Nova Scotia for different purposes. However, our home base, I think, will always stay in Nova Scotia because that's where our home's at, that's where our family's at, and we all love it here and we're comfortable here. Yeah, I feel like Airbnb is going to be a great um, thing for that. So, like, we won't necessarily move anywhere permanently, but definitely visit places for, for frequently. Yeah, for, for frequently in, like, a long period of time, for a couple months, stay there, and then be able to move to go to a new spot to work with different people is always a, a great thing to do. But, I mean, here's home, and I always want to live here. Yeah. So, so when, know- we do, uh, when we do make it, I will definitely have multiple that's awesome make sure you keep the the uh the dream out in the universe because i i it's funny i interviewed lady gaga just as she was starting to break and she said to me at the time in 2008 that she was going to take over the world and like two years later she did so 
Just keep doing wow. that. <laughs> um, I want she's uh, doing it in a very positive light right now. Oh, yeah. She's, she's so awesome. And she was really down to earth and great. And she really is like left of center. So she's not, none of that is an act. It's, it's really how she is. And um, I feel like it's really hard to act that. Like, yeah. Yeah. like, especially people that do it that well. Like, it's normally just their personality types that are like yeah. this. Oh, yeah. She was, uh, I remember asking her, I was like, what's your favorite ice cream? Because it was like August or whatever. And I was like, what's your favorite ice cream? And she's like, oh my God, you're going to laugh. I'm like, what? She's like, green tea. I'm like, yep, nobody would ever say that uh, ever. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, you're <gone>. You win. <laughs> <That's hilarious>. yeah. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask a little bit about the, the touring situation because, yeah, you mentioned earlier that you were supposed to be on the road, but obviously everybody's hunkered down at home these days. Um, yeah. Have you been across Canada yet? And like, uh, or was this your big first go at it? Yeah, this was our big first go. We're actually... Um, not new, but we're new to the touring scene in a yeah. sense that like we are recently just started performing uh, and we're kind of focusing or was focusing on building that performing aspect because we focused for so long on building the music aspect. Um, so yeah, this was our first time touring across country. You know, we got a big billboard in the home city. Uh, it was supposed to be a radio tour, a press tour, the actual tour itself. And then we were going to do a school tour where we went in and talked to the youth about mental health because that's a big thing for us. Um, so it's supposed to be this, you know, this big, huge, um, you know, um, event, event. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then when we came home, we was just going to be like pounding and new music and really trying to create that brand awareness as much as possible. Yeah. With the new EP and stuff, but then everything kind of went the way it did. And now we're stuck home and it's a little saddening that we could, you know, yeah, at first it was really hard to adjust to because, you know, as we were, know laying in bed we were supposed to be across the country so it was especially when you've been you've been working so hard for something for so long and it is your literal like dream to be out there on the road touring and we've never actually had like a real tour like that and we were so excited to go and what it was like two weeks before yeah that we left you know this covid stuff started happening and then it got canceled so it was really hard to deal with because it was going to be amazing but it's just going to be bigger and better when we do find the good positive. That's awesome. And I wanted to ask you, too, um, you mentioned Jocelyn Alice before that you're going to work with her or you are working with her. Is there someone else on the Canadian music scene right now that really sort of is like, yep, I want that person? Yeah, I mean, personally, I've always wanted to work with Virginia to Vegas. He's um, uh, musically, he's someone that I've always wanted to work with. That's on my side. Uh, and, you know, eventually that will be cross paths, hopefully. He's amazing. So I hope you, he's such a nice guy. He's so awesome. Um, And lastly, before I let you go, uh, I know that things obviously have been sort of topsy-turvy with what's going on, but do you have like plans for the next year that you want people to know about uh, with regards to like, because you're home now, will you be working on more new music that we are going to experience maybe at the end of the year or in 2021? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We're making a lot of uh, demos currently and working very hard behind the scenes on uh, creating new music. And um, I do want everyone to know as well that, um, you know, tours not permanently canceled. As soon as this gets, you know, lifted up, it's safe we're, to do so. We'll be back. We're going right back to it, right? So <laughs> the other thing is that, uh, you know, we're, we're mostly known as producers, but we're also artists as well. And what we're working on right now after this EP is building our first official debut you know album um and that album is going to be based on high percentage of it being us vocally um, which is a direction that we're starting to push towards uh, but our break-in was kind of you know working with other talented artists and we will always do that as well because it's a 
a part of who we are yeah. but it's it's big on us that we also want to be artists on our own music as well yeah that's perfect well guys i'm so happy to have you on the show i wish you all the best of luck and when you do pass through montreal you let me know and i'll be there absolutely appreciate thank it. Thank you very much we appreciate it that's g and brandon from kin crew grab all of their social media handles from their website kincrewmusic.com very happy to welcome back to the kelly alexander show our music editor sharon highland hello sharon I'm very happy to be here. Thank you for having me. I love that uh, we have you more often now that we're all still at home. So, Because <laughs> yeah, I'm right here yeah. waiting for you to call. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. You have so much more time for me. I appreciate it. So, Please call more. Please call more. I'm happy to do it. So let's talk a little bit about, obviously, uh, you know, I think all of us are sort of, sort of covid 19 out. So mm. um, I don't really want to talk about that, even though I'm glad we talked about the effect of it on the industry last week with regards to streaming concerts and and this is the way people are starting to roll at this point until we can figure out how we're going to get people back on stage but I noticed something within myself over the last several weeks and I was like okay well Sharon and I share a a huge understanding in most things so I'm like I'm going to ask Sharon about this (laughs) so um, I've noticed that myself like I am listening to more comfort you know there's comfort food well kelly's listening to comfort music while all of this has been going on um i call it tranquilitunes and so (laughs) (laughs) so uh is is this happening for you like i'll just give you my example so like i have kind of delved back into you know vintage mariah carey and then i heard you know make it happen for example the other day on like a twitter feed and i was just like beyond excited about that and then i had told you a couple of days ago or maybe it's a week now i guess about donnie Wahlberg putting out the new song house party but it has an old school vibe to it so even though it's a new song it makes me feel great and it's also for a good cause with everything that's going on uh but yeah like just delving into even like depeche mode and stuff like that so what's your thoughts on on that are you delving into Tranquilla tunes. <laughs> I think we should hashtag it uh, as often as possible. Okay. Tranquilla tunes. Maybe that should be an, a side podcast project. Yeah, maybe. We, do we get to talk lowly and slowly <laughs> about the tranquilla tunes that we love of today. Um, yeah, I'm totally on board with that, and I'm doing the same thing. I'm going um, anytime I hear or think of something. I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> and I go find it and, and dive right into it. And I think um, uh, for me, and it, it is a throwback to uh, that concert, the uh, the Gaga concert that she organized on TV um, and seeing the additional clips. And I think we talked about that uh, last time about Annie Lennox yep. and uh, the performance that she did with her daughter of that Eurythmic song, which was like, oh, my gosh, good. And from that, uh, I'm just looking at my recently uh, downloaded music, and I did um, uh, the Medusa and the Diva albums of Annie Lennox. I got into some Eurythmics. Um, uh, I go old school, too. I just watched a a concert that was brought to YouTube from a band from the 80s called Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark, who are super 80s. Their sound is 80s, but it's not dated 80s, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so we watched this concert um, on the weekend and I went and got a whole bunch of their music too. So I've been like totally deep diving on the past. I think like uh, I'm looking at my list here. I even got the spinners, like the 70s soul music always appeals to my heart. So went down that road. Uh, even Glenn Campbell. like oh, wow. <laughs> it's very all over the map. And I think it just appeals to um, 
you know, to musical memories, to the feel-good times. And you cannot help but be reflective at this time and think like, wow, in such a modern state, we're going through such a pandemic and it's been over 100 years since the last time we, as a, as a you know, the world dealt with something this devastating. And, and, and I, I compare like, wonder what it was like in 1918, you know, mm-hmm. versus like in, in the moment, I'm like, wh- while I'm wondering, I'm like, I'm just going to download some music while I wonder what it was like 100 <laughs> years ago. Like it's so, it's such a contrast that we're in this great modern state. And yet at the same time um, uh, that we are in what we're in. And thankfully, as usual, as I am sure was the case 100 years ago, the music helps. Always. Yeah, for sure. A thousand percent. And I'm wondering, too, like, do you think because you and I've had this discussion, I think, several times in the past. And I know like and and the topic, which is there's something that's in all of us that you kind of regress to your 13 to 16 year old self. Uh, that oh, yeah. that the yeah. music means the most to you, like what you were listening to at that point, that always means the most to you. And that's been true regardless of, of pandemic. Uh, but now it's even more so for me, like, yeah, to go back to Mariah Carey or to go back even to like, you know, CeCe Pennison, who you and I both love. Um, like, it's just, it makes me feel peaceful. And I'm not sure if I'm trying to like, um, you know, kind of ghost myself you know what I mean like just like into thinking everything's okay so I'm just going to play the the music that makes me feel okay so then that's going to help oh for sure okay for sure no I think uh, it's it's such a soothing exercise in general that's why we love it so much so that when we need it we know that we can rely on it that's what's great right okay and 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 as soon as you said Mariah Carey I then that make it happen the unplugged version of that song mm-hmm. it's like that's on my list okay of, favorite evers and you know we talked about this a little bit last week with regards to the streaming concerts and all that um and and the artists it feels like again like mariah carey has been for example i'll use her again she's been so proactive on social media throughout this time like really reaching out to her fans i don't know if it's because she's a type a character who is usually on the go 24 7 but she's just been super you know on point about reaching out to her fans letting them know how she's doing how they're doing and then for the first like couple of weeks she was like releasing songs all the time like i don't think not new ones but just even singing bits of songs and then you know, and I feel like there's a lot of artists that are, are, are doing some version of that. So do you think it's it's obviously therapeutic for them in some way? Oh, for sure. Because it's one thing to to talk about uh, album sales and uh, and how, you know, that's a very big part of their uh, of their, you know, career and their profession. But at the heart of it, the ones that are the most successful, I think, and there's a long list of artists that are very successful at the heart of it, they are artists. So they need to perform and they need to write and they need to you know, write lyrics and write music and, and then share that because it's in their heart to do it. I think it's their, their, their heart's work, you know, like that's what I think, not that uh, if someone's not doing it, it doesn't mean that they're not in it in the right way, but like it really does shine a special light on people that are sharing themselves with their fans in the way that they are. And I, I find that I'm even more appreciative that they're doing it. Like you say, Mariah Carey, uh, I've seen uh, John Legend, uh, just saw Chris Martin the other day again, mm-hmm. like the consistent uh, communication. And, and it's just, it comes off as so grateful. And we've, I've mentioned this a couple of times now, Melissa Etheridge has been on every day. Like, yep. I think she has exhausted her whole, all of the songs that she's ever written. So she, and she figured that she would do that. And I think it was probably three weeks in that she realized, oh, okay, we're, we're in this for 
you know, the long haul here. Um, so then she established like theme days, uh, Sundays turned into piano days pretty quickly. Um, she did a Bruce Springsteen day. She's done a Neil Diamond day. She did, she did Christmas music on, <laughs> on Saturday. Like it's, it, it sounds silly, but you're like, that, that is the only case where I think it's, it's been okay to hear Christmas music outside of actual holiday season. That was just so appreciated, appreciated rather that, that, you know, she's committed and yeah. she's looking to keep it fresh. And she's really just looking to make that connection with people that are having a hard time getting through and music, like we said, always helps. I was interviewing a Canadian artist lights uh, about two weeks ago, I guess. And in my show prep, I was trolling through her Twitter. Cause I find like you find a lot of good information <laughs> that way. Trolling. Were you? Trolling. Um, stalking another term one might use. And, uh, <laughs> and it's funny because I, I find you need to do that if you really want to find out kind of what, where they're at in the moment. Right. So one yeah. of her recent tweets at that point was, um, I miss shows and she put like like 19 S's at the end of, of shows and so yeah it really speaks to what you just said like I think a lot of them are not used to either A being at home so much because Alessia Cara seemed to intone that when I talked to her last week that she just hasn't been home this long in like the longest time and then with lights mm-hmm. and, and just missing being on stage like yeah there's a need for them to connect with their audience in person yeah and uh, and it, like I said it, it just I'm, I, I personally am just grateful that uh, to the people that are doing that. And I, and I empathize with the people that may not feel comfortable doing that too, but I think for the, it's probably a, a way shorter list than, than the ones that are doing it. I think once they realize that they can and should, that they like, huh, they might be cathartic for them too. And I think in the grand scheme, and you can, you know, weigh in obviously on this and let me know what you think, but do you think artists like a Mariah Carey, like a John Legend, like a Chris Martin, um, and anyone else, I, like, again, there's a ton of Canadian artists that I can mention that are kind of doing these live streams. Some of them are doing them every Thursday. I know Tyler Shaw, for example, he's doing that. Rhea May is doing that. Artists here in Canada. Um, do you think that's going to endear them in the long haul to their fans more? Like, do you think they're maybe picking up even some more new fans that are going to be with them, uh, again, long-term, just because they've been there for them while yeah. this is going on? Okay. Without, without a doubt, because, um, you know, similar to how this conversation started, which is, you know, looking to music for, uh, you know, to, to help or, or just make you feel better or feel good, period. Um, so you happen upon things that you may not have known before. Like I've, you know, you see different artists that you're, you're, you're not super versed on and then you're like, oh, wow, look at what they're doing. And of course you have a, a, an immediate connection with them because they're doing something for you. Yeah. So if it's new to you, then you're like, yeah, I totally appreciate that. And <laughs> so I, I, it's it's a great um, uh, deal sealer, you know. And what's your thoughts on some of the artists who have released music throughout this? Because there are people, obviously, you know, I do a new music segment, as you know, um, every week for the you know the company, the stations that we work for, and mm-hmm. you know, I appreciate that there are artists that are releasing songs every week, uh, even though they are not uh, able to maybe physically go out and promote them. Like like even Lady Gaga, she pushed hers back, uh, you know, about a month, I guess, maybe a month and a half, but now it's coming at the at the end of the month. Like her new album, Chromatica, is on the way. And then, and then like Dua Lipa, she went right ahead and dropped it. And I think that that, so- that album, for example, from Dua Lipa, Future Nostalgia, has turned out to be an anthem for so many people because... It was new music. It was a full album from a very popular pop artist, and it was like disco influence. So how can you not be happy when that comes out? Yeah, no kidding. That uh, the, her the first sounds of that are just incredible. She's just such a uh, a strong character without being overbearing. 
And she yeah. just seems to know exactly how she wants things to sound. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that, too. Um, yeah, and so your thoughts on them releasing new music at this time? Like, it's do you think, it, like, yeah, what, and, and what about, like, a Sam Smith who they decided to hold back and they're not releasing things for the time being? Well, I think, I'm, I, for fear of sounding ignorant, I think that maybe one of the reasons why they wouldn't release uh, on schedule is that the physical product maybe isn't ready, meaning the album's complete, and then they have to press all the, well, if it's actual CDs, do they even do those anymore? Like, I don't understand. Part of me doesn't understand why why they're pushing the dates back, because I think if, if probably more now than ever, we would need the new music. So mm-hmm. why wait? Because they can't promote it in, in the same way. I don't think that that's even the case because of all the shows that are... Um, like the Tonight Shows and the Seth uh, Meyers and the uh, Colbert and the Jimmy Kimmel, they're all doing shows still, just yeah. in a different way. So there is still there are still platforms to promote the music. And of course, there's always radio and podcasts like these. True. You know, so I'm, I'm not really 100% sure why they would push dates back. And I think another great example is uh, Weezer, whose album Van Weezer was supposed to be coming out at the end of May. We have been talking about this album on our station, which is a rock station, for uh like almost a year i think it was like last fall that you know we got a one song we're like it's coming out in may what does that even mean like yeah (laughs) it's normally like coming out next month you know but this was like going to be many months away which sounded ridiculous and in promoting any single from that song but it got you looking forward to it i guess and now we're here in may shock of all shocks and the album is going to be delayed also like i don't get it man it has to be ready yeah (laughs) (laughs) really like it's a long time you've been planning this release yeah so i don't don't understand it because there's there's ways to promote certainly and and they could get even more creative with how they would promote it and not rely on you know even old school because if if like we said the the shows are doing things differently then there's there's got to be an open mind to uh how you're going to do stuff so i don't get it Exactly. Um, I know nothing I can do about it. Nobody's asking. (laughs) I know with (laughs) Sam Smith, their situation apparently was that they did not think that the title of their album was appropriate in these times. That was part of it. And then there was... What was it? Everybody's gonna die? There was title... The there, title? there was the word die in it. I don't remember... Oh my. I don't remember... The, I, I don't remember the, the three, like, sort of first words of it, but it was something like... Something about dying. And it was there was a word die in it. So... so wow. So Sam's decided to change that. And I think Sam also decided to change some of the, uh, like, the, the actual songs, you know? I don't think the entire album was scrapped, but... but uh, they've moved on to to different songs for sure, but apparently Some this more is more lively bits. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, so thank you so much for this. I appreciate it. And now that I know you're home again, I'll probably bug you next week. I'm just gonna sit here and wait. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is. Thank you for having me. Of por- of course, and don't forget to uh, follow Sharon and I. We uh, co-host a podcast together called Nineties Now, and you can grab all the links for that on our website, nineties Well, thank you so much for spending time with us on the show this week. And a shout out to our guests, Sean Desmond of Radio Club and Kin Crew. My thanks, of course, to our amazing producer, Adam Brisson, for putting everything together. And don't forget that you can follow us on all major podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher Radio. We'd also love for you to grab all of our social media handles. You can do so by hitting up our website, kellyalexandershow.com. Have an amazing week. 
You and I will chat soon. The Kelly Alexander Show.